Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. If they're not going to believe anything, why the hell are you listening to the show? Good evening, everyone. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England zone band, Little Van Helsink. Yes, I am. And with me is not the blonde bombshell. No, she's working, I guess. Somebody has to, because I certainly don't want to. And that makes it really good, because I can bring on somebody who I've known for a long time, uh, she is an author, she is a medium, she is a paranormal investigator, and she's one of my best friends, and she is Leslie Martin. Hello, everyone. You admitted that I'm one of your best friends. Oh, my, my heart is just overflowing. Shut up. Anyway... <laughs> Welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio. So there you go. Anyways, it's if Pararex Radio is up, right? <laughs> anyway, um, a lot of people don't know about you, Leslie, which is really a shame because you're quite a wonderful person. Wow. And you have many sides that people don't know about. Yeah, I wear uh, many, many hats. And... Um... A lot of people know me only in one setting, and they have no idea what I do in other settings. Really? So, like in my day job, I'm a behavior specialist in an elementary school. They have no idea. The kids have no idea what I do. Mm-hmm. If they only knew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, what I thought I'd do is one of the things that oh, Leslie does do be- besides positively brilliant which is this really really cool stuff that reiki infused candles that she hand makes uh which is available somewhere right etsy.com oh yeah etsy.com it's positively brilliant at etsy.com e-t-s-y etsy it's a great little shopping place it's awesome lots of handmade items yeah it's cool and you also uh, carry uh, Van Helsing special spray, and not only you carry it, but you actually manufacture it for Van Helsing. I do, and uh, Ron and I, we we did the process Shh, all by ourselves. Nobody knows that Ron, Ron is. Nobody knows that Ron is Van Helsing. Shh. Oh, I thought you kind of announced it at the beginning of the show. No, no, Every I said week. I was New England, but they don't really know that. Nobody listens to me. You know that, especially. <laughs> Ninety percent of my audience is women, and ninety percent of women don't listen to me. So I'm sure no. whatever I said has been lost. <laughs> One ear and out the other. Absolutely. But we we designed the the labels. We um, agreed on the ingredients. Yep, mm-hmm. that's, that's our little baby. Yep, and I uh, I produced the holy water and special blend, and. Also, uh, I am responsible for getting the special crucifixes, which actually we've we've upgraded this uh, batch from uh, the silver crucifixes we were getting from 
China, although they were blessed. We had to get them blessed. I am now upgraded them to silver crucifixes from Italy and uh, blessed by a very special religious group. So there you go. Um, yeah, I, I think they look much better. I do I think too. the the first product looked great, but I think these just look just, you know, they're classier. I like them a lot better. I think they add a nice touch. So anyway, I'm still trying to find out if Pararex is up or not. I haven't heard from my boy Roy, and I don't see anything in the Pararex thing. But anyways... You know what happens? I always fall behind. I, you know, I fall asleep. Anytime I stop, I uh, fall asleep. And so that's what happened just before <laughs> Gotta keep the show. moving around. Keep on yeah, you know yeah, it's that commercial. I always see that commercial on TV. Bodies in motion, uh, continue to move bodies and rest and whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's me anyway. But anyway, so <laughs> let's let's go back to you. And uh, you have a website, which is called LeslieModden.com. And on this website, you have several articles, I guess you would call them articles, right? Yeah, I decided one day that I was just going to, you know, document my journey. And so I started Mm -hmm. out when I wrote my book, I decided, uh, well, I guess I'll start here. Oh, you didn't (laughs) even mention your book, which is uh, medium rare. The first-hand account of growing up experiencing the paranormal, and um, yeah, so that's when I started it. When when I wrote my book, that's when mm-hmm. I kind of came out of the closet, so to speak. So to speak. And uh, so you added these different articles uh, to the website, and I wanted to discuss a couple of them because some of them are pretty interesting. You did some experiments. I'm not sure, quite sure you are the way we should start on this thing. Do you want to talk about your pendulum experiences, uh, pendulum experiments first? Sure, if you'd like. Um, you had some guests over, and I think it was Karen O'Keefe. I believe it was Karen O'Keefe that said that yeah, um, people who are using okay. – go ahead – yeah, parapsychologist from the UK. You're on a phone and I'm on Skype, so that there's a little bit of delay. So I, uh, sometimes I will talk over you, but, but that's okay. the way it is. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So he had come over, and he, since he is a parapsychologist, you know, he kind of, I don't want to say, like, doubts everything, but he tries to be skeptical about everything that happens in the paranormal. <laughs> Not anymore, really. Well, anyway. <laughs> So um, he was saying that people who douse with um, pendulums are actually manipulating the pendulum with little tiny muscles in their hands that they they just don't realize that they're doing that they're controlling. So I set up some experiments. I set up some experiments <laughs> where I took my hand out of the equation and You're I went down to and put your hand out. <laughs> so I went down into my basement and there are some copper pipes down there and. I uh, I hooked up my pendulum and a and a piece of uh, um, silver necklace that I had, and I was just holding on to the silver piece. So I wasn't manipulating anything with my fingers or my hands because my muscles were taken out of it. Because the only thing that I could do is if I yanked on the chain up and the pendulum would go up and down because it would change, you know, where it was sitting in space. But I couldn't make it change directions because I was staying as still as I possibly could. And I used the copper pipes and the silver because of the conduct, 
conductivity of the um, the metal. So I made a little video and I put it on my blog. And which I'm, which um, I'm trying to find as I <laughs> frantically skimmed oh skimmed down the. Uh, There's quite a few there. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. Uh, so, um, but yeah. So, what were the results of your little experiment, according to you? According to me, <laughs> I I asked some questions, and the pendulum moved. It didn't move as readily as it would have in my hand, but it did move, and it did um, change directions. And um, I was doing it with a handheld camera, and I was trying to get the angles for you to see when I when I did it. And I know, and I'm I trying thought, to find that it's driving me nuts. <laughs> I, I thought that it proved that I didn't manipulate it with my hand, but I hear in your comments that you think I did. Uh, let's see. One hand, two rocks. Uh, it must be getting close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is, without manipulation. Yes, I have it. Yes, okay. So, yes, so what you did is, as you said, you put it on the uh, pipes. But I don't – is there – Oh, here's the complete video, so we'll just clip on that, and we'll get to see it. And you can go see this video on uh, YouTube as well as Leslie's site. And uh, there she is talking. And uh, But, uh, yes, if you go to her website, lesliemodden.com, I think it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And she's uh, kind of long-winded in this, so I can't really tell. Um <laughs> I'm trying to move it along. You know, people tell me that I, I use, I don't use enough words, that I, I skip over things and I, I need to be more in-depth with my speaking. So I'll take that as a compliment. If you say so. <laughs> take anything you're dishing out. <laughs> okay, I, I'm trying to see this uh, pendulum moving by itself, and I have not because you are touching the pipe. I am. I'm not touching the pipe. I'm holding on to a piece of metal that's connected to the chain that's wrapped around the pipe. I'm not moving. Uh, I'm not moving uh, my hands, and yes. I am not moving you, the pipe. If your hand wasn't there, then I would be like totally excited about it. Oh well. Sylvie. When you're okay. using a pendulum, it comes through you. So, so that's why I felt like I needed to have the connectivity to my hand. Because the energy so it that comes, it moves comes through, through you. you. So you're saying, uh, now I know very well that anyone can, can manipulate a, a, a pendulum without absolutely very easily without appearing to manipulate it. I, I know that for a fact because I've done it many times uh, uh, to demonstrate it. So uh, it can be done very easily. And those are the the minute muscles or whatever that's that's uh karen or keith was talking about but uh as far as uh, you know we have tried for instance we try at the red light science uh, we, we have i've connected the pendulum and we haven't been able to manipulate that yet uh that i am aware of can you think of any examples that we have no i don't think we have right I don't think that we've directed the energy toward the, the pendulum. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, maybe if we all, like, 
put our hands toward it and direct our energy at it. Maybe we could try that at the next red light seance, but um, Mm -hmm. something to just try. I don't know. Well, see, the thing I see is, is so no matter what you're saying, you're still saying that you're manipulating the, the pendulum. We had this conversation before. The word manipulation has a, a negative connotation to it. So what you're what you mean is um, you no, are, it doesn't. It means to. It doesn't mean it means to. Like you're doing it underhandedly make happen, on purpose. Make happen, and I guess well, well, you know what? I've got my Funkin' Wangles right here. I will just look it up. But uh, you know, dowsing um, is carry on. an ancient, ancient, ancient art. So there are many uh, dowsing societies out there who will send you lots of hate mail. <laughs> uh, that doesn't bother me at all. I know. Just keep talking. In fact, tell me, someone, tell someone me how said good to me, this... someone said to me, why are you even doing this? Because, you know, it's, it's an ancient art and you don't need to prove anything. It, it simply means to control our influence. It's a simple the word manipulation right. is as simple as that, and that's to control or influence. What right. I believe you uh, by touching it, you are manipulating it. In other words, if you you are influencing it. Yes, absolutely. If if you had no control over it whatsoever, I mean, so why does it not work if you are not touching it? Well, I've tried. I've I've set up things like um, dowsing rods. I've put dowsing rods in haunted locations in um, jars of rice, so the rice is holding it, mm-hmm. and it has moved. So I, I didn't document it. With that, but that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> that's dowsing rods are even more uh, manipulative than uh, pendulums are, just because. I, I of... agree with you with that, um, but what I'm saying is, I am trying in an honest and open way. I know, to... I know, and I'm having an open and honest discussion, which is one of the reasons why I love you so much, because no matter why I say you don't hate me too much. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, other people would say, piss off, Ron, and they'd hang up on you, but not me. <laughs> no, I, basically, no, this experiment, I find an interest, because at least you're trying to attempt to do something and document it, and, and you only did this once, right? I only documented it once, yes. Right. So so basically that's – it doesn't even count as, as uh, evidence. It's a, a one – It's a trial. To, uh, it has – it has to – for something to be proven, it has to be repeated and yeah. uh, scientifically, which most people don't realize that, but that's part of repetition and, and is, is uh, part of uh, the scientific process. Uh, you That's why we, we do the, the, the red light seance over and What's over that? and over and over again. What's that? I said, which is why we do the red light seance over and over and over again. Right, 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 right. So, I mean, I I, I think it's it's intriguing uh, as far as I'm not sure what it proved. That's basically what my biggest uh, question of that is, and I'm not saying it's not not valid or whatever i'm just saying that's my biggest questions is that it's it's not uh, i'm not sure what it really proves other than you know if you had attached it to a 
you know, the top of a bell job in a, in a perfect vacuum and it moved, uh, even then it would have to be on a, a special suspension so that we, the vibrations wouldn't. I mean, there's, there's so much that influences that type of stuff that it's it's really difficult difficult to say, see, absolutely, this is the proof that uh, I don't manipulate it or, or uh, spirits manipulate it or, or whatever. Uh, it, it's just extremely uh, difficult to prove, and um, that's basically what I'm trying to say. There's always, there'll always be a question of doubt in there. Of course, of course. And my, um, my goal was just to take my hand out of it. That was my goal. No, no, it was good. It was very good, and I just lost your website, so along with everything else. <laughs> I should have never went to YouTube. I mean, YouTube, that was my problem. <laughs> but anyways, Leslie, I mean, that's one thing I, I give you credit for because uh, most paranormal investigators do not do any really research into anything, which is uh, – really ashamed they're they're more just going out there looking for uh well i guess you never mind i, I don't want to get into this again because it, it, it's a long thing but um yeah it's they don't do the work behind it you know the early pioneers in in the paranormal field spent many hours uh you know, researching, and that's that some people do that nowadays. But not only that, but conducting experiments under the the best conditions as possible, and repeated uh, for years and years. And uh, you know, the the results were interesting. But anyway, so now let's move from, on to the from next my thing. point of view. But just like yes. from my point of view, I have complete faith in spirit. Because I'm a medium, you know, so yeah. I, I know that it exists, but I know that people out there doubt. So um, one of the reasons that I you I believe it exists, you you, you is, only believe it exists because you can't prove it. So you don't you're you're only it's like God. You can't prove that God exists, but you believe he does. And you could say, you know, he does, but. That's right. But just, there, are, there are always going to be people that nay say that, you know, <laughs> and so. Right. um that's why I was trying to, you know, well, what if I do it this way? But, you know, would that change your mind? Would you think about it a little more? Maybe you would consider the possibility. So. Right. Anyway, so uh, once again, we should do repetitive stuff. And uh, I love this website, by the way. It's got so many cool things on it. And I keep going by some of the stuff I want to look back, so I got to go back to that. But then, unfortunately, it's not like mocked or anything, so it's difficult to find the articles. Uh, which you should helpful hint should put a directory on the side where you click on it and it takes you right to the uh, article you're looking for. It would be great. Just saying. Okay. All right. Yeah. But Instead I consider of... that possibility. Yes, I, I could. <laughs> okay, so here is an interesting uh, thing. When one meets Poncho, do you remember that? Oh, Poncho, the crystal skull. Yes, I do remember that. Um, Poncho left quite an impression on me. Uh, when I entered the room, I could feel the energy in my chest that radiated from Poncho. Um, he was quite extraordinary. Um, and as I was sitting in the back of the room, I was made aware of this large man 
muscular man with this very strange haircut. It was a very blunt haircut. Was it, was it me? It was not you, no. And he, he was bare-chested, and he had this thing that um, kind of draped over him, like crossways, and he had this thing in his hand. I can't remember what it looked like it's been so long. Um, According to the drawing you made, it looks like a uh, big stick with, I don't know, hairs on top of it. It's got something coming out of it. Yeah, so I I, I, uh, sketched what I I saw, and I put that in my blog as well um, Uh with the the account of meeting Poncho. Um, You met Poncho as well. How did you feel when you met him? I don't remember the man's name. I still have Poncho. No, 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 no. I thought he was he lost in a cab in New York City. Uh, yeah, but he is lost, but he still lives with me because I spent $10 and bought poncho water. Oh, I didn't poncho realize you could buy lives. poncho water. Yes, for ten. What they did is they take old poncho and they stick them in some uh, distilled spring water. I forget what it is, and uh, they leave them there for X number of days, and then they take this water and bottle it and sell it. And I I bought a bottle of this thing, and and uh, so uh, I I remember when uh, Dan Aykroyd's uh, Crystal Skull Vodka came out, and. Uh, I mentioned it, and a couple of my friends uh, to the radio actually gave me crystal skulls. And so I have this crystal skull now with poncho water in it. So poncho lives. <laughs> I, I'll give you $10 to drink the poncho water. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> He's in a skull. I think you might glow or something. He's reliving the. He's alive again in the skull. But yes, I did meet him. Meet him, which was pretty cool. And and for those who don't know, uh, what Leslie was talking about is is uh, the caretaker of Pancho Mario uh, brought Mario to. I mean, brought Pancho to New York. And he was in a cab, and uh, I have no idea why, but he left poor old Pancho in the. Cab never to be seen again, so he's disappeared. Which is which is a shame. How many crystal skulls are there? And what uh, isn't there is, um, a legend that if you get all of the much. crystal skulls together, that 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 they will somehow uh, unify, you know, energetically Save and do something and all this other crap. Yep. Maybe if we unify all of the bottles of water. (laughs) But we don't even know if Pancho was one of the original ones. That's the thing. If it's one of the 13 or not. Mm. Uh, But so uh, I also see you you have another pendulum experiment here, which is called one hand, two rocks. You want to explain this little baby? Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, so another uh, another thing that I tried was if I had more than one um, pendulum in my hand, would I be able to ma- manipulate that? And Actually, so... Yeah, yeah. The video, once just, again, is on YouTube, and, and you can see it. Yeah. It was just something that I tried, and I used, you know, my spirit guide to help me out. And, um, yeah, it was... I was in my... 
it's in my dining room in the middle of the night. And I thought, well, I'll give this a go. And so um, I tried it, and I thought it was pretty cool, but you didn't. <laughs> Probably because yeah, your hand's moving. Otherwise, uh, it would be great. <laughs> I tried to keep it as still as I could. I know. I had my hand count. anchored. I had <laughs> it anchored on, on, my, uh, on my table. Yeah. Yeah, I'm oh. watching it right now, actually. And, uh, yeah, your hand was moving, so. I'm sorry. I won't give you that one. (laughs) (laughs) It is is pretty cool because it's it's like, you know, if you can rub your tummy and pat your head type thing. So you've got one going one way and another one going another way. Yeah. So that that in itself is worth the the price of admission. (laughs) Well, you're just, you're just. (laughs) What? (laughs) You just want me to, to kiss up to you? Is that what you want? No, I don't want that at all. I want you to be you. I want you to be your skeptical self because that's why I love skeptical. you. I'm just being the giving out the other dowsing without manipulation. Oh, that's your that's the one we did. We just talked about. That's, we already you know, which did is that interesting. one. Yeah. Oh, here's one: the Battle of Orbs. It's ought to be good. Wow. You really want to go there? I was on an investigation, and I was I was showing what moisture looks like, and uh-huh. what dust looks like, uh-huh. and yeah, so that that was way back before, you know, everyone was so. Nope, it's it's the flash on the camera, um, but I was hey, showing the uh, different things in the back, environment. Huh? What's that? Orbs are coming back. Are they? Well, yeah, the, the new kids in town are, are doing it. Uh, you know, you got to remember now we are the old uh, crew of investigators. There's a whole new younger generation out there that are trying to rediscover everything that we've already discovered. And so they're coming up and going through, unfortunately, seeing trials and tribulations that we did when we first started doing it. And yeah, I know if uh, you go, you look at some of my stuff and see how much it's changed through the years. And I remember when Steve Parsons came over, I gave him a, a, a Women's World article. Oops, tunes are on. So well, we'll talk about that when we come back. Anyways, you're listening to uh, Ghost Chronicles. Uh, where are we? Oh, Next Generation, uh, right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio. I am Ron Kolak, my special guest, Leslie Madden. We'll be right back after the following messages. you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing. 
although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, maybe, if you're still here with me. Uh, I am Ron Kolak, and my special guest is Leslie Martin, right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio. So I was just saying before the break that uh, when Steve Parson came over, I think, two years ago, he's one of the leading parapsychologists in the UK, I left him a couple of articles. One was in my early years uh, when uh, Women's World magazine that little cheap sheet that they have at the uh, supermarket did an article on me and then another Seven one cents. <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool and then uh, another one was uh, early, uh, a few almost a, only a couple of years ago and he read them and he realized uh, why I had left it to him because there were many things I said in that first article uh, that I uh, have my beliefs have changed over the year and a lot of that has been through understanding and, and experimenting and investigating and uh, uh, so that's the way if if you're a true investigator is you don't you start off with certain things you believe in and, but you're always open-minded as well as being skeptical and you grow as you do in life. You know, we never stop learning in life. That's why we're here. And uh, that's our journey. So there you go. But anyways, uh, one of the things, another thing you, you talk, and let me, let me say before we go any farther, I absolutely adore Leslie Martin. She is a, a very accomplished uh, medium and a very accomplished uh, investigator. So, uh, even though I have, we have discussed things, and that's what I like to call discussion, because, you know, quite frankly, all the stuff I talk in the air may not be my true beliefs. They just might be uh, me asking questions in, in that need to be asked, basically. So, so we go any further. Let's go on to the next thing, which is something which is, you know, most people really believe in and. It's probably the, the most uh, interesting, I think, of all the paranormal experiences, and that's signs from beyond. Um, do you believe in that, signs from beyond, beyond there, Ms. Martin? A absolutely. Absolutely. And when you pay attention to the signs and you bring them into your life, you realize, oh, my gosh, that completely was a sign. Um, you just mm -hmm. have to be aware and notice. Um, it's mm -hmm. in the noticing that you get the message. So uh, mm -hmm. I don't remember what that one was. Oh, I, I think it was about a license plate. It's, it's quite a few. Quite was. a few. It was Psalm um, uh, 37. I was having um, a difficult time because someone was lying to me, and they were lying to everyone to get ahead. Was it me? And it wasn't you. No, oh, and, and the the sign on the license plate 
you know, I was like, Psalm, whatever it was. And then I went and I read it and I was like, oh my goodness, that makes so much sense to me. And it gave me faith <laughs> that um, taking the road of, of truth and honesty is the road that I should be on. And I should not align myself with people who um, aren't going to be truthful. So, because, well, why would you lie? I mean, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Don't lie, people. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I, another sign that I don't know if I put in my blog at all. Um, I was driving in downtown. I've driven, you know, ever since I've been an adult, I've ridden past this, this parking garage since I was a kid on my mm-hmm. bike, and I never noticed this sign that said parking garage. I saw that one, but underneath it, it said slow down, and I'd never seen the slow down before. So mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I'll slow down. And so I took my foot off of the accelerator. And not two seconds later, this kid on a bike flew out right in front of me. And if I hadn't slowed down, I would have taken him out. And so that was a literal sign. <laughs> that was a sign that, you know, you need to slow down. Um, I, I would have killed him. And uh, I missed him by a fraction of an inch. So... Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I first uh, uh, met Maureen, and we, we, Maureen Wood, of course, she co-authored uh, three books with me, Ghost Chronicles, More Ghost Chronicles, and Ghost of Day, and she's also a, a, a medium, and we've, we've started out doing investigating for years together. And when I first started going out with her, she would uh, she would say, "Oh, four, 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 five. And so I said, "What the hell are you talking about?" And these were license plates numbers. And then uh, she explained to me that these are signs. And uh, she she told me a whole series of you know uh, things that happened and and how the license plates. Uh, fit in with it. And uh, the signs, of course, you can, uh, uh, for instance, uh, Doreen Virtue's book of uh, angel numbers is there, and, and that tells you the meaning of some of these numbers. But uh, anyways, it, so it is a um, a, uh, a phenomenon, I guess you would say, that, that you are getting messages from beyond. And other people tell you uh, that you've also, uh, what's, you know, said somebody's thinking you, for instance, you'll find a penny everywhere you go, you find pennies, uh, and, and that type of thing. Do you believe those are signs from beyond? I do. You can't discount somebody when someone bends over and goes, Oh my God, this is for my grandfather. And they believe it with their heart. How can you discount that? You know, if someone knows it in their heart, it is, it is their truth. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember we were driving somewhere far, far away? And I said, far, oh, far look, away. there's a crow. Remember? Mm-hmm. And I said, right. that means there's a policeman up ahead because it's a mm-hmm. sign for me because the, I, like they warned me. So oh, anytime yeah, I, I see uh, yep. a, a crow, I slow down. And what happened? Mm-hmm. What happened? We saw a, a uh, police car. Yeah. See? Yeah. Well, yeah, you have to trust and believe and what you trust and believe in will work for you. And, right. and I'm, you know, it's, it's, you got to trust your gut and you yeah, got to notice. Mean, 
unfortunately, there's, there's, you know, and people will, for instance, the penny thing, they'll find a penny and they say, oh, oh, you know, this is my mother is trying to say that she's here or something. And then they'll find pennies everywhere or uh, they hear a song on the radio and then they'll hit a song everywhere. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, uh, there is a, uh, a explanation for that. It's called the batter Meinhof. Uh, phenomenon. And basically, uh, let's see if we go. Uh, you've ever heard of the Batter-Meinhof phenomenon before? In fact, you probably learned about it the first time. Uh, it, wait a minute, what? Wait a, whatever. If not, you might hear about it again and again. Oh, I see what they're doing. <laughs> Anyways, uh, most people have experienced some phenomena at least a few times in their lives. Many people encounter it with such regularity that they anticipate it upon the introduction of new information. Uh, what is underlying cause? What is the hidden meaning? Uh, the phenomenon bears the, the uh, very similar to synchronicity. In other words, you uh, you see something. For instance, you see a uh, penny on the ground. And then uh, the next thing you know, you're finding more pennies. And this is what that phenomenon does. The pennies have always been there. You just happen to notice them now because you have connected with them. Uh, This happens uh, with names. This happens with numbers. This happens with cars. This happens with a a lot of them. The the things are all there. It's just we just happen to notice them, and that noticing has a meaning to us. So, therefore, we we believe that this is our sign. It's called uh, selective attention. Uh, Basically, that's what that is, is that they're there, but we just don't notice them in real life. And then because we have connected them to a particular thing, we begin to notice them more and more. So... uh, did you ever hear of that one before? I, I understand what you're saying. Well. Like you want to buy a new Jeep and all of a sudden it's like you want to buy a yellow Jeep. And all of a sudden, oh, my God, there's a yellow Jeep. Oh, my God, there's another yellow Jeep. That must mean mm-hmm. I have to buy this yellow Jeep. That's what you're saying, right? But you didn't notice mm-hmm. it before because you, your mind wasn't geared toward the yellow Jeep. Right. Right. Exactly. The yellow Jeeps have always been there. You're just seeing them because you want a yellow Jeep. Or so forth. And the same thing with pennies on the ground. Uh, you know, you find a penny and you say, oh, I found a penny. Well, you know, it's not uncommon to find pennies on the ground. They're like everywhere. And, uh, but what about in, in baby's crib? I found a penny in my baby's crib. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah. I mean, it, okay, there are explanations for some of these things, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's an explanation for all of them. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I'm just saying that uh, if we take, for instance, I'm just talking. I'm not talking about a singular incident. I'm talking about a generalization that if we find a penny, it's automatically assigned from uh, someone else. Or if we find a crow's feather, it's uh, automatically assigned from someone else. Uh, you're anticipating uh, because you found the crow fe- feather. That next time you find a crow feather, your mind your mind is always oh I found the crow feather it's a sign from thing uh, you know birds lose feathers all the time and once again it, it's only because we're aware of them that we connect them 
because we've connected them to that we're aware of them. That's the way I should say it. I get a reverse. Okay. So I have an incident that I did write about in my, my little blog there where uh-huh. my grandson was very, very ill. He was um, on oxygen and he couldn't breathe and he was on all these monitors and there was nothing I could do. So I went to work um, while my son and my, my daughter-in-law were at Dartmouth Hitchcock, you know, uh-huh. just praying that their baby's going to survive. Yeah. And out of nowhere, out of nowhere, Ron, a white mm-hmm. feather swirled on my desk out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. In, in, in elementary school, out of nowhere, because mm-hmm. my desk was clean. So right. that's not just walking through the woods and coming across a feather. Right. And I took that as a sign that he was going to be okay. And guess what happened? That evening, the very next day, he turned around and he was fine. Right. So, but, I mean, you know, in all fairness, I mean, it's a school. I mean, it's constantly doors are open and closed and so forth. There, I'm sure there are tons of birds around. It could have been in the heating system, could have been anything. A feather came down and you connected it as a sign that he was going to be better and he got better. So, you know, is is it proof? No, it's it's once again that you were hoping and wishing to get better and you've got something that's out of the ordinary and you connected it as being a sign uh, that he would be better. And once but again, I, we can't. We, but we're I don't not, see them everywhere. And, you know, it's not like, oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another no, one. No, no, no. Oh, I'm not saying that. But I'm just one. saying, once again, that it's it's a thing that we we connect. Uh, our mind connects to it. In other words, uh, he might have gotten better anyways without you finding that feather. Or was it a sign that don't worry, everything's going to be okay? No, you took it as that. So I did. What if? What if, yeah, so what if you found the penny on your desk? You say, oh, I found the penny. I think he's going to be okay, and he got better. Uh, a penny wouldn't have, wouldn't have uh, there, there are pennies in my, my room. There aren't white feathers in my room. No, 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 but okay, so uh, yeah, but it, the thing is, no matter what it was, you would have taken it as a sign that he was going to get better because that's what you wanted. You can go with that theory. I'll stick I with mine. <laughs> I'm just going through some of the, the the things that we we do, and I believe I believe so much in in the power of uh, positivity, the power of positive thinking. I think human mind and human emotions manipulate more in this world than uh, we we give credit to. And uh, if if there are things that uh, we connect and believe are paranormal, then I'm not going to argue with people like orbs, you know. I mean, I know that, you know, orbs are, are not paranormal. Yet, if somebody sees an orb on a picture and they'll say, oh, that's my my uh, grandfather. Look, he's, he's watching over my son. And who am I to say that isn't? Because to them, that's exactly what it is. Uh, that's their reality. So it's it's not my job to say, oh, no, that's just a, an orb. No, to them, it's not just an orb. It's not a spirit. They say, that's my grandfather. It's very specific. So a lot of what we see and believe is our own reality. And it's it's just like, you know, two mediums in a room. It's 
if they tell you one's do telling you one thing and one tells you another thing, it's not my say. Oh, you're not right. It's it's what they believe in. You you can't say that that they're not right. You can't say that they don't believe that there's a a female there or a male there or whatever it is. So it's each of us have our own reality that is driven uh, by our lives, and that's that's what I really believe in more than anything else. I believe in ghosts or whatever. I mean, I think it's our reality our connections to whatever energy there is. And there may be, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, spirit energy that connects to us individually. And, but to try to define it, it, it or prove it, I think is, is almost impossible. It doesn't matter what you say to somebody. It doesn't matter what proof you bring to somebody. If they're not going to believe you, they're not going to believe you, and they're going to find an excuse why not to believe you. Right. So, in the same way around, if if you're going to believe in something, you're going to believe in it no matter what anybody tells you either. So it's not it's a no-win situation for. It is a no-win situation. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I love what I do. I love investigating. I love understanding. I'm always questioning and trying to figure out. I mean, you and I have been doing the red light science for over four years. years now. We're on fifth year, yeah. Holy crap. Anyways, and the interesting thing about it is, and, and I always talk about this at the sciences, is, is, is there is no right or wrong. You, you feel what you feel. You get what you get. And I've seen you deliver messages to people. Uh, you know, we, we have gotten information that has, uh, you know, that we, we are able to, I'm not going to say prove, but able to connect uh, to uh, different real life people that have passed and stuff. So it, it's intriguing. It's very intriguing. And that's why I get involved with it and try to understand it, because I'm not just an observer at times. I, I sit right alongside with you and and, and participate. And, and that is to try to understand and to see, okay, what what I'm getting is is that valid at all? Is 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 this is you know this is the other end of actually experienced rather than just say, okay, what Leslie gets getting is that valid or not? No, I want to know what everybody's feeling and and how valid they are and how, uh, you know, what what it is like. What's to try to understand the whole concept of it. Uh, that's why I'm so much into the physical mediumship end of it, because it's a little bit more difficult to understand. Uh, physical mediumship is, is a, extremely difficult to understand, to have spirit to move items or, and come into our realm and, and do that thing. That's that's the intriguing thing. Uh, but even then, you know, uh, we can we prove that a spirit moves something or is it just us that, that moves things? So. Intriguing stuff. Oh, love it all. Keeps you moving. I mean, what's that? Yeah. I said it keeps no. you moving. That body in motion stays in motion. Keeps you. You're young. Keeps I mean, you, young. you have you have you have been doing this for so many years. You you talk to the dead and 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 you like I said, I've seen you deliver messages and make people cry and it's 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 fantastic and uh, yet I see other things that can be explained away. So it's that fine balance. Okay, what, how much is beyond and, you know, how accurate it is and, and whatever. But, uh, oh, look what I found. 
I found the watch. <laughs> Psychometry, another one of my favorite subjects. Oh, you're back on my website. <laughs> yeah, um, you know me, okay. but... <laughs> Squirrel. So um, my, my son-in-law had a new, um, what are they called, metal detectors, and there was a horrific fire here where I live um, in 1903 or 1902, and so uh, they had to spread out the debris. <laughs> the only way I can I can put it. They and you know they um, created new lawns and stuff. They just you know spread it out. So there's a lot of stuff buried in our backyard. And, oh, that's cool. Uh, he he found this pocket watch, and as soon as I put it in my hand, you know I was getting um, railroad, uh, you know, just images in my head, and um, it connected back to. Um, I had written something before. I felt some at an, at an earlier time. I was doing laundry and I was supposed to be um, cleaning. But you know, when you don't want to clean, you kind of do things that you mm-hmm. that busy your mind. So I was going through um, change that I had collected in my laundry room, and I was looking at these two quarters. And as I was looking at these two quarters, I felt someone watching me. So I picked up my phone. I think it was my phone, and I just clicked it where I thought I you know, was being watched and it was the window. So I took a couple of photos and what I saw in the photo, not everybody sees it, but what I see in the photo is a man in a, um, in a uniform. And Mm -hmm. so the psychometry from the watch made me think, well, maybe I should go and look up what a, you know, uh, conductor uniform looked like from back then. Right. And, um, it looks like the uniform that's in the picture of the guy that I took when I thought someone was watching me. So it was a, it was a weird kind of weirdy thing going on there. But um, psychometry is pretty cool. I, we used psychometry at the last red light seance. We did. We met. Yes, because uh, we were. I was getting um, a participant's mother, and I said, "What's the bar thing?" And she goes, "Oh, I have her name tag right here." And I picked up the name tag. Remember? And I had it in my hands. Mm-hmm. And then I was getting. 40 years and whatever. So, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. You, you did use Things come to yeah. you when you, when you hold psychometry is, is reading an object. And, right. um, yeah, so um, that article is about um, what happens when we uh, had that watch and it, I put it in my hand. It was a cool experience. It is. And, and I, I, that's one of the most fascinating areas of the paranormal is psychometry. I absolutely love psychometry. And uh, I remember when I had my paranormal study group at Circles of Wisdom, and I'm not sure if you were there at this time, but there was a, a young girl, and I'm talking about a young, young girl that, that uh, accidentally took the wrong class. So she decided to go anyways, <laughs> and uh, she came in, and it was uh, we did psychometry that day, and I had a piece of uh, one of the – uh, actually, the crematorium at Auschwitz, and we passed them around. She picked it up, and she came through with the amazing things. This is a young girl, once again, that you know wouldn't be thinking of World War II, the Nazis, and everything else, and came up from a piece of cement, came up with all kinds of pertinent information. She saw fire. She saw uh, uh, military. She saw... Uh, Cremation. There was a, I forget what the whole thing was exactly, but she came up with all of this 
tons of stuff on on uh, associated with that. And I found that was really intriguing. Uh, and once again, psychometry is not a thing that's right or wrong. It's what you get off an object. When you pick up an object, you hold on to an object, you're reading the energy from it. So you, if you do it properly, which is whatever comes to mind, you just write it down or, or record it. And uh, you'd be, it's fascinating some of the stories that, that come out of uh, objects being held. Mm. Yeah, it's intriguing for sure. Do you remember that girl at all? I wasn't there for that one. I didn't think so. Yeah, no. for some reason I just knew you weren't. But it was it was fascinating because, like I said, she was just a a young girl and didn't even plan on going there, and uh, she did a fantastic job. Uh, the you know I'll talk about. Uh, you know, photographs and stuff. And, and I know you do a lot of f photographs and take a lot of uh, pictures and windows. And, um, and and we know that the, the effect of, uh, uh, oh, God, I just can't think of it. What's, do you remember what that's called? Those mm -hmm. are the science pictures. What's it called? It has an ala la la in it. <laughs> I can't think of it right now. A la la la. <laughs> yeah. Pareidolia. Um, mm -hmm. Pareidolia. Yeah, Pareidolia. Right, and and there's so many photographs, especially like on Facebook, you get that, and then people will say, "Oh, look at this," and and they'll say, "I really don't see that." And you, uh, for instance, this photograph I'm looking at the one with the. Uh, uh, oh, you're kidding me! Two minutes <laughs> left. I, I'm looking at the one, with the engineer, and you know when I first opened this. Uh, page and I looked at it and I could see the face, the cap very distinctly. You, uh, but there are several other times I look again and I don't see it. Uh, so mm -hmm. it's 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 intriguing. It's it's that type of thing uh, that it's it's really difficult to you know say what it really is because you'll see something very clear and somebody else will walk at it and they'll say, oh, I don't know what that is. So mm -hmm. yeah, I don't see it at all, or I see something else. Uh, so one of the most amazing pictures, of, you t of course, was at Salem. That the one where we did the uh, the spell. I mean, that was fast. Nobody. I, that's if there was a class A picture, that would be a class A picture. Everybody sees it. No one does not see the the picture, the face in that picture. The coolest thing about that face, if you go to my website, I think it's on one of the first pages that um, mm -hmm. on the website. So you got to scroll back and scroll back. Um, right. Not only do you see his face, but you can see other faces within his face. Yeah, and there's other faces. There are many in, faces, many in, faces in that picture. Well, right, but to, to me, it's just the face itself because it's, it is so clear that uh, so clear. nobody does nobody does not see it. So maybe that's what we need, a classification of photographs. So you can say A, B, C, whatever. <laughs> You show a photograph to like a hundred people, and you know if we have a certain percentage that sees the exact same thing, uh, yeah, that's good. Maybe we should work on. I know that uh, what's his name, uh, Josh Bantello from Berkshire Paranormal, had, had worked on that years ago, and I thought it was a great, great idea. And uh, mm -hmm. I still. But anyway, well, Leslie, it's been fun talking with you, uh, discussing different things, and uh, you held your own very well against me, and I appreciate that. Uh, well, but yeah, I'm once, <laughs> once again, check out Leslie's page, uh, lesliemodden.com. It's, it's got great stuff on it, great articles, 
And uh, you can see Leslie at a lot of events that I do because she's a member of the New England Ghost Project. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we do a lot of things together. We have our red light science that once a year we've been doing for five years, which is really getting to be intriguing. I find, uh, yeah, I can't look at anything you want to add, Liz? No, uh, if you want a, a nice candle, go to uh, Positively Brilliant at Etsy.com and uh, see what you like. Yeah, that's it. That's all, right, all I got. There's the tunes. we got to go. So good night, well, all. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us. Good law.